0: Welcome to the Pimp Your Brilliance podcast with Monique Malcolm, a show about leveraging your existing knowledge, unique skills, or passion to build a thriving creative business. I aim to show you what's really possible when you stop letting fear have all the fun and start taking action towards your goals. You can learn more about this show and subscribe for updates by visiting PimpYourBrilliance.com. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Pimp Your Brilliance. I'm so glad that you're here. This is episode number 88. And you can find show notes at PimpYourBrilliance.com backslash 88. Today, I'm going to be sharing with you my five favorite books about mindset. And this episode is inspired by one of my community members over in the Brilliance Lounge, Esteban. He mentioned that he's doing some mindset work. And I shared with him a list of books that I've read that I really enjoyed about mindset. And then I thought, hey, why not share it on the podcast? because mindset work is ongoing. We're never actually finished with mindset work. There's always something to tweak or refine or just strengthen it. I think mindset is kind of like a muscle. The more you use it, the more you take risks, the braver you become and the easier it is to have that belief in yourself. But it's something that is just always ongoing. You're always tweaking it, refining it, trying to get to the next level or go bigger, especially if you're a creative entrepreneur and you start thinking about things like income ceilings and how you want to grow your income and grow your business or get to the next level, a lot of that has to do with you and your mindset and the beliefs that you have in yourself, your ability to make money, your own capabilities. All of those things go into mindset work So these are all books that I have read and I have enjoyed. And I feel like that says a lot because I am not a huge reader of nonfiction. I definitely prefer fiction. I'm a big fan of like magical fantasy and suspenseful thriller type things. I like a good story and I like a good hero or heroine that I can root for during a story. But as far as nonfiction goes, all of these books, with the exception of the two final ones are, were really easy, light reads. And I think that you'll probably enjoy them. The last two I found were a bit more technical and practical, had a lot more sciencey research to them. And so they required a closer, more focused read than the other ones. But still, I, I think that all of these are really great books about mindset. And I want to share with you what they are and a little bit about why I actually enjoyed them. Oh, one other thing before we get into this episode, if you have kids in the car, you might want to play this at another time because there are swear words in the titles of these books. And if you don't want your kids to hear them, here's your heads up to turn this off and listen later. So the first book that I want to recommend is You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. It's a book that has come highly recommended from many guests on this show. If you've been listening for a while, you've probably heard it mentioned over and over again. The gist of the book is your thoughts are stopping you from living an awesome life. And I think if you're new to Mindset Work, this is a really great starting point because it covers everything from self-love and gratitude to meditation, forgiveness, and it's in a really relatable writing style. Jen Sincero, she wrote the book that I want to write one day, a book that is witty, it's approachable. And there's enough of a kick in the pants for you to feel inspired without it feeling too cheesy. But the core premise of this book, and it's summed up in this quote, and I think it's great. It's one of my favorite quotes from the book is, it's just as easy to believe we're awesome as it is to believe we're giant sucking things. So seriously, this is a book that you should read. It really does feel like you're getting a much needed pep talk from a good friend. And so I highly recommend this as a starting point. And Jen Centiro is also the author of my second book on mindset. She wrote a follow-up book called You Are a Badass at Making Money. And I actually did a podcast episode about this. If you look in the archives, we did a, a book club. Myself, Krista, and Siobhan did a book club episode about this specific book. The gist of this book is your negative beliefs about money are keeping you broke. And you don't want to be broke. I don't want to be broke. I think that this is a great book. It's not a book about like financial planning or anything like that. It really is about changing your beliefs around money, around making more money, around using money to live a better life. Because I think, and I know I can speak for myself in this, there are some signals that you got, a lot of us got as children about money and how it's the root of all evil, and it doesn't grow on trees, and we don't have money. And there's all of these limiting beliefs around money that started in childhood, and they're not even really our beliefs. So a lot of this book is about debunking these beliefs. Each chapter has uh, activity that you can do at the end to help you brainstorm and move forward with your money mindset. One of the things that Jen said in this book that I really resonate with is, We've been raised to believe that you have to work hard to make money. And certainly there are times when this is true. But the real secret is you have to take huge, uncomfy risks. You have to do stuff you've never done before to make yourself visible, to acknowledge your own awesomeness, to risk looking stupid. And I feel like this is something that I'm constantly saying on this show about you just have to step into whatever it is you're called to do. You have to take the risk. You have to take the leap. You have to move forward. You have to take that next step. There's no way around it. And just like that applies to your creative ventures. That also applies to money things. In order to get the money that you really want in this life, you have to take some risks. You have to show up in a way that can be uncomfortable and risk being looked at or called stupid or risk being judged. You just have to get outside of yourself. That's really one of the core things ideas behind this book in addition to just changing your negative beliefs and how you feel about money. I want to share one final quote from this book because every time I read this quote I feel like I have been snatched and dragged because it's just (laughs) it's just one of those quotes. So here it is. The walls of your comfort zone are lovingly decorated with your lifelong collection of favorite excuses. If that's not an entire word in just a sentence. I don't know what it is. But I, I really love that she said that because if you think about a lot of things in your life that have been successful, it's because you've gotten yourself together and you made it happen. And then on the other hand, some of the things that have not happened have not panned out. It's because you let your own excuses stand in the way. So if it's not apparent already, I am a big fan of Jensen Cheryl because I think she says in a, a very witty and clever way a lot of the stuff that I feel, a lot of the things that I'm like driving home in this podcast over and over again about just believing in your awesome self. Because I believe in your awesome self. And I'm sure she does too. So number three, number three, please forgive my French is Unfuck Yourself by Gary John Bishop. I really loved this book. It was short. It's only like nine chapters long, but it was a really good read. And bonus points if you get this on audiobook, because the author is Scottish, and so he will read this in his Scottish accent, and I think it made the book even more enjoyable. And I'll share with you at the end some ways that you can get free books. But the gist of this book is no one is standing in your way except for yourself. And he brings this home over and over again in this book. The way that this book is set up, there are seven personal assertions that he shares. And then for each one, he goes into examples and quotes and just goes deeper into what those things mean. I really like that style because, as I mentioned before, I'm not a big nonfiction reader. So it made it easy to pick one and read it and take notes and then come back to it the next day. But I'm going to share my two favorite ones. The first one being I am willing And when I read this for the first time, it really resonated with me because I just thought, man, like how many times have I said I'm going to do something and then it was time to do it and I realized I'm not really willing to do that. I'm not really willing to get up at 4.30 in the morning to get to boot camp at five o'clock. But I say I want to, but I'm not willing to. And it just, I don't know, there's something about that that really kind of shifted things. It was like a perspective shift. And it's something I come back to all the time, especially when I have to make big decisions or things that I know are going to be difficult or going to be a challenge. I have to ask myself, am I willing to do this? And sometimes the answer is no. And I have to accept that and like own that. One quote that I think sums up I am willing really well is this. It starts with you and it ends with you. No one can make you willing, and you cannot move forward until you really are willing to make the next move. And I, I just, I love that so much. The other assertion that I really enjoyed is I am relentless. And I think this resonated with me because of the work that I've done through Keep Chasing the Stars and Creating the Planner. And whenever someone would ask me, What does it mean to chase the stars? I always said that it's to be in relentless pursuit of your passions. And so this chapter affirmed that for me. And like that's one of my core beliefs or like core things that I hold on to myself is that when I want something, I'm relentless about it. I'll keep chasing it. I'll keep going after it until I get the outcome that I'm looking for. And it's, for me, one of my big reasons why I think I have had success in life is because I'm just willing to keep going and going and pick myself up over and over again. So those two um, were the chapters that really hit home for me the most. But the book overall is, is a really good read. And again, simple, we've got to keep it simple. The next book, book number four, is Mindset by Dr. Carol Dweck. And Of all the books, this one was one of the more technical ones to read. The basic premise of this this book is there are two mindsets. We have fixed mindset and growth mindset. She says that people with a fixed mindset, they assume that intelligence and creative ability are static. So basically, if you're born with talent, if you are smart as a child, then that's what you get. What you're born with is what you got, and you can't change that. On the flip side, people who have a growth mindset believe that their basic abilities can be developed over time through hard work, being dedicated. And so brains and talent are really just a starting point, but talent is not necessarily everything. And I think that this book is a really great reminder of that, that you can work and you can get better and you can make improvements. And you can do this throughout your whole life. The way that you started is not necessarily how you finish. And I think people who have a growth mindset, that is really comforting because we know that, hey, just because I don't know how to do this thing or I'm not that great at this thing right now doesn't mean that I can't improve, doesn't mean that I can't work hard at it to get better. And I think if you're going to be a creative entrepreneur, then you should definitely have a growth mindset. Because there's always going to be challenges and things that you don't know that you're going to have to learn and keep working at. And if you are a person with a fixed mindset, you're going to have a really challenging time being an entrepreneur because you will have the belief that the talent that you were born with is like as good as it's going to get. And I don't believe that's the case. So that's another book. And then my final book is Atomic Habits by James Clear. The gist of this book is that making tiny improvements every day can have a compounding effect over time. Now, on the surface, it doesn't really seem like this book is a mindset book because it's about habits. But James Clear talks a lot about how what you believe drives your actions. So he he calls that your identity. And he says that it's hard to change your habits if you don't change the underlying beliefs that led to your previous bad behavior or habits. So he believes that true behavior change is identity change and that you might start a habit because of motivation, but the only reason you stick with it is because it becomes a part of your identity. And one of the things that, one of the examples that he gave was someone who's trying to quit smoking and the difference between feeling like I'm trying to quit smoking and believing that you are no, you're not a smoker. And how that that little change in language really solidifies in your identity that you know what I'm not a smoker, and saying that to people, how that reinforces the identity of not being a smoker, so it's like it's stuff like that. This was also one of those books that wasn't a light read. There were a lot of references to like research and experiments and scientific texts, but it was still a good book, and I listened to it on audiobook, which made it even better. So I think that this is a really great book, not just about mindset, but also building habits and shifting your mindset so that your habits support your goals and you put systems in place to support those habits. So again, another book that you should read. As promised, I wanted to share with you three favorite reading apps because books can be expensive. And if you can find books for free or read them for free, then of course you should be doing that. So, if you have a library card, then these are three apps that you can use to maximize your library card without having to go to the library. The first one is the Overdrive app. It's like the core app. Most libraries who offer digital library loans, whether it's ebooks or audiobooks, probably use the Overdrive app. It's really easy. All you need is your library card number and your library PIN number. You enter that in, and then you can check out books on your phone. They have um, books that you can do via Kindle. So you download it from the library. It's in your Kindle library. They also offer audiobooks and they also offer ebooks. But whenever I get those just ebooks and not Kindle books, I can never find them again on my phone. So I don't suggest that you use that option. But they also have done something that I love, love, love because one of my biggest gripes about renting books from the library is. When, they put to, when you put them on hold, they always come off of hold at the same time. And then I would end up with like five books that I really wanted to read that would be off of hold at the same time. But now when a book becomes available, if you're not ready to read it, you can place it back on hold for a specific amount of time. So like a week, 14 days, 21 days, and it'll come back available at that point. So I love that because you don't lose your place in the virtual hold queue line when the books come available, if you can't read them at that time. So Overdrive, Overdrive app. The links are in the show notes, but Overdrive app. Check that one out. Next up is an app called Hoopla, and Hoopla does books. They do uh, comic books, audiobooks, movies. Like There's a ton of things that you can do through Hoopla. Their selection is not as wide as what's available through the Overdrive app, but they still have a pretty good selection of books, I have found that a lot of personal development and self-help books are available on Hoopla as audiobooks. So if you are into audiobooks or you just want to maximize your reading time while you do other things, then definitely check out Hoopla for their selection of audiobooks. My final reading app is Libby. Libby is very closely related to Overdrive. So for the most part, what you can find in the Overdrive app, you'll also find in Libby. But I think Libby does a better job with audiobooks and the interface looks nicer than the audiobook set up in the Overdrive app. So you can definitely check out books through Libby. You can listen to audiobooks. You can stay on top of what books you have on hold in the library. Like again, pretty much everything you can do with the Overdrive app, but it's a nicer interface and is another option for a reading app. So definitely check those out. Again, if you have a library card, you need to look up Overdrive, Hoopla, or Libby and see if you can get access to any of these books, specifically if you can get access to them on audiobook, because then you can read them while cooking dinner or doing laundry, you know, multitasking, kind of like what you do with podcasts. So those are my recommendations. Hopefully you will check some of these books out and you will let me know if you like them. And you can even let me know if you don't like them. As always, you can find me on Instagram at Pimp Your Brilliance. If you don't want to hit me up there, you can always send me an email. Hello at Pimp Your Brilliance. And until next time, go out there and pimp your brilliance.